Hi everybody, this is Scott with the Sonic Collective, joined by Scott, Darren, and Alan for May's Pick uh, 2018. Hi, how are you today? By Ashley McIsaac. No, no joke this time, Darren? Son of a... Uh, no. Okay. Uh, it was released in Canada in 1995. <laughs> uh, Ashley McIsaac is from Nova Scotia, and what I found is about every 10, 20 years is this massive wave of music that seems to erupt out of there and catch fire in Canada. Uh, some of the contemporaries around that time were also Sloan, Sarah McLaughlin, Holly Cole, all came out of that region, uh, whether it's the Isles or right in from Halifax. And uh, yeah, I will reserve my thoughts for a little bit later. I'm going to throw over to Darren initially and see what he thought of the album. Sure, thanks. Um, yeah, uh, this was an interesting pick for me because uh, I was actually born in Newfoundland and raised in Prince Edward Island. So being a, a proud Maritimer, I represent. Um, I, I thought this was a good pick. I mean, he's considered, uh, well, was, uh, I guess for a while, a Maritime <laughs> royalty. Uh, but had a, a bit of a dark patch. I mean, we, I'm sure we all discovered that. But uh, uh, he kind of hit a big with one album and uh, then kind of went haywire after that and uh, might have been a crack cocaine addict. Well, yes. not might have been. Actually, <laughs> he, and he got high one time and sold his fiddle for $25 for crack. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Can you imagine? Like, he you know could have got was. at least twice that. Yeah, mm. yeah, at least. So, I mean, this this guy had a bit of a troubled past. He was a bit of a tortured soul, but... Uh, he, he was from Cape Breton, actually, which, uh, I mean, if you're from Nova Scotia, uh, you, you know, they don't usually like to be called Nova Scotians. It's fine, but uh, they prefer being uh, Cape Bretoners. So, um, yeah, he came from a small town in Cape Breton, actually not too far from kind of where you cross to get on. the. It is an island, uh, but it's, it's connected by just a, just a bridge. Uh, but he's from a really small town, and there it was really known from a, a massive influx of Scottish settlers and so a lot of people just assume this music is irish influenced and the maritimes is very irish and scottish influenced but his style is particularly scottish um even in in his name like in the maritimes it's a big deal to know if you're a mick or a mac an mac uh and it doesn't matter whether that's mcisaac mcdonald's you know mcdonough whatever it will be but uh, a mick or mac can make a big difference and really the mick or mac all that means is son of a lot of people don't even realize mm. that like you're a McDonald's, you're the son of Donald's. Oh, there you go. I probably just taught somebody something. Or if you're crisscross, uh, you're mickety, 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 Mac. You know, or we do. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, interesting fellow. Uh, but um, I, I love the music. I mean, I was raised in it. Every time I go back to the Maritimes and PEI, where my family is now, first thing I do is hit like places like the old Dublin pub and watch these fiddlers, local Maritime fiddlers. So um, I really liked it, uh, the album. It has just a lot in it. It was kind of... Funny enough, I actually found it kind of poppy because I think maybe I was more used to some, uh, traditional music. But, I mean, Sleeping Maggie's, you know, such a great song. Yeah. Um, and some other ones on there. I really like Devil in the Kitchen. Uh, Spoon Boy's very traditional song there. Like, you hear that kind of song a lot. Uh, and what's other Wingstock, too. Uh, you know, those are very, to me, sound like the very maritime uh, songs. Uh, there's kind of a contemporary call. His name is Richard Wood, and he's from Prince Edward Island. He plays some... Uh, amazing stuff there. Um, I have more stuff, but like, let, let's keep on. Let's kick it over to Alan. What do you think? Um, I just poured myself a dram of scotch to go along with this review because yeah. uh, it, it definitely put me in the mood for some yeah. Celtic influence. Mm -hmm. So, and it's uh, 
It's an ard bag, in case you're wondering. Delicious. <laughs> you're such a snob. Um, <laughs> I, I really like this album. Um, having been kind of born and raised in and around the prairies, I never really got too much of a maritime influence. So it's only been recently that I've started exploring um, Celtic tradition, uh, you know, more notably across the pond in Ireland and Scotland. But, um, you know, obviously there's a huge influence on the eastern part of Canada. And I've never actually been to the Maritimes, so I would, uh, I would oh, you gotta definitely go. like to do that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, this, this album really put me in the mood to... Uh, I'm going to Scotland in, in a couple of months here, actually. So a lot of the songs I listen to made it onto my Scotland playlist <laughs> for the airplane <laughs> nice. because it's, it's, I close my eyes and I just tap my foot. Uh, and it doesn't really matter. Every single track on this album, to me was like expressive in its own way and you can definitely hear the influence of you know the time you know it was it was a 90s album so you could hear the sort of the grunge influence and the the pop that darren mentioned in and around the music but i think the fiddle and that that just the celtic vibe really was strong in this and everything else was just kind of um I don't know. I don't know. I'm at a lack of words here, but, uh, you know, it all, it all played together in a very, very interesting way. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Did you have a, uh, a favorite track coming out of this or? Yeah, there were a few. Um, a Wingstock was really good. I thought, yeah. uh, Sophia's pipes. That was, if memory serves, that was more of a traditional sounding one. That was really cool. And actually Beaton's delight. The first track, um, after you get over the weird little introductory bit, um, I was really vibing into that one a lot too. So yeah, I mean the whole album, I think from my perspective was really solid. It's quite different than the kind of music I, um, grew up listening to. I had known about Ashley McIsaac back in the day. I mean, uh, the devil in the kitchen was on heavy rotation on yeah. much music when I was, well, when music videos were on TV in the first place. <laughs> um, you know, so that was, but that was the ex- at the extent of my exposure to him. So it was kind of just like a flash in the pan for me, kind of like, you know, I had forgotten entirely about this guy until Scott, you had picked it. Mm. Did you watch uh, the uh, Sleepy Maggie video for for this one? That is some messed up stuff, man, with like that boy George looking woman (laughs) singing. and Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And you, you sit there and try and figure out what the hell she's saying until you realize it's all in some Gaelic yeah who knows what that song's about i didn't bother looking it up but it's uh, it's a good one the lyrics one are messed up man. Nice. it's about smoking crack i think yes yeah it might be and the difficulties <laughs> the of finding anything it. to go by yes cool Parker. what about you scott i i've been really <clears throat> kind of not looking forward to this because i'm surprised i always want to like someone's pick and oh, I actually no. feel really bad when I don't like oh, someone's pick no. I feel like I'm like against that person and I, I lived in PEI for five years as a kid so I heard a reasonable amount of fiddle when I was there um, and I, th- I knew Sleeping Maggie and I just sort of thought I'm like oh I, I like fiddle music I like East Coast music this is gonna <laughs> be great and I put it on and I was like first song I'm like oh, okay this is fun Second song, I'm like, is this the second song or is this still more of the first song? And then the third song, I'm like, wow, this sounds a lot like the first and second song. 
<laughs> and, and, and then I started to quickly feel irritated. And I found myself realizing that I like a couple fiddle songs, but then past two or three, it just kind of sounds the same. And I think if I was around 500 people or I was in a bar with people and you were dancing mm -hmm. around and celebrating, I could probably do it all night. But sitting in my office or sitting in my house, hearing that fiddle, it just, it really drove me crazy. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible yeah, thing to say. You know what, Scott, just to jump in, I, I would fully agree that, um, like, I don't, you know, as much as I'm from the Maritimes and I'm a fan of this genre of music, I rarely listen to it. Um, but you're right, to see it live is a completely, sometimes just the live performance is where it's at. And uh, yeah, if you're in the old Dublin pub in Charlottetown, PEI, and you see a guy like Richard Wood or an Ashley McIsaac, and I've seen Great Big C in that same bar, like, you're just like, wow, this is, like, amazing. But you're, I think it, it does lose some of it if you're just listening to it over and over in just in a CD or a, a record. Yeah, yeah, and I thought so. those first four songs were, I felt the same way, that they, it just felt like they were just rising in tempo, but that there wasn't a lot of difference between them apart from that. So I, I well, get you there. I'm glad to hear you say that, Scott, because I, I, I listened to it about two and a half times over about eight listens. I, I literally never made it through the whole album, which <laughs> is a shame, but I, I found the first half. Yeah, the first half, I was just like, this just, yeah, this is just the same song. And then the second half, I'll, I'll give it, was, was much better. You know, like, what an idiot he is. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of different, doable, like, kind of enjoyed it. Sad Wedding Night, I, I enjoyed. And then, you know, Hills of... Uh, Glenarchy, I don't know how you say it, it was nice. Yeah, and, you know, right. enjoyed the guitar. I was like, oh, okay, we have some guitar in here. Like, this is totally different. And then Brenda Stewart was okay. So I definitely, like, sitting listening to an album, prefer the back half, the front half. Yeah, I just found repetitive. And I think I just learned from myself, like, fiddle music. I think, again, I'd love it at a party. I'd love it at a concert, at a festival. But, man, this just absolutely drove me crazy trying to listen to it <laughs> at home. And I'm sorry, but I was like, oh, God, like, it was tough. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, yeah, he's a weird dude. I can feel there, right? Because when I, when I look at kind of my notes here and and look at the songs that I've said I like the most, it was like Brenda Stubert because there was the synth work that he threw in there, Wingstock for the piano intro leading into like the accompaniment and that, uh, and then uh, McDougal's Pride, which is like the fifth track, which is the complete departure from that front half of the album which is just, you know, some hard fiddling that goes faster and faster and faster until all of a sudden, you know, you're crying in a corner listening to McDougal's Bride kind of thing. So yeah. I, th I think the biggest letdown for me, though, which you, you didn't mention, surprisingly, was Spoon Boy doesn't sound anything like Spoon Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was fully no. going into that expecting some nice Soundgarden-esque no. kind of riffs, and it wasn't yeah. there. So they were definitely missing some Chris Cornell vocals. That's right. Like, uh, it was a jaunty little tune, but but no Chris Cornell. I, I love the spoons. Playing spoons is awesome. I, know, I can right? play spoons. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've seen you play spoons, Scott Coach. Pretty good at it. Yeah, might he, have to crank them out cool. this summer again. I, he uh, probably yeah. kept the spoon because you need something to put the lighter under, but yeah. But I mean, Ashley McCartney, this guy's a tortured soul. I mean, he is. he's a couple of years younger than me. I think 75 he was born in, so he's about 42. So is that right? 42? He will be 42 depending on what time of year it is. Yeah. I mean, but he's born in like small town Nova Scotia, and I can tell you like in the 70s, 80s, and, and he's gay. So he didn't come out until quite late in life. Like, I'll tell you what, that is probably not accepted there. So he's probably starting out pretty, uh, you know, 
um, disturbed and feeling not accepted by anyone. I thought yeah. it was interesting too that he, he plays a right-handed fiddle, left-handed. Yeah, and like, he well, he yeah. strings it, you know, left-handed still. So yeah, 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 and and when he says that he actually. When everybody thought he was crazy, but he said, "Oh, for fiddling, like it tends to be a lot of higher notes. They don't usually stay on the lower notes that much. Yeah. And uh, when you're getting into the fiddling, he's like, "Well, the higher notes are just on the top for me now. It's just easier." And I'm like, "Oh, I guess I'm wrong." Like, oh, okay. Pretty good idea. Well, uh, well, well argued. <laughs> apparently, he ran for uh, uh, the liberal leadership. Yes. 2006. Did you Did you know that? Yeah, I, I did the little bio. Liberal. Uh, as as a political influence in, in, yeah, in the maritime, so yeah, I guess he ran. And then he dropped out, and you know, I think people are like, "Yeah, you were literally on crack." Although, hey, Rob Ford, pretty much. <laughs> that is but, true. Yeah. That, that's premier elect. To yeah, I don't think that's his brother. On an episode of Conan, I can't remember back in the day, and and like he had a kilt oh, on. Kick. And, <laughs> yeah, and he kicked and flashed to the crowd, and I guess they blurted it out on TV. But like anybody there got got to see his uh, twig and berries. So. Uh, hello. <laughs> How you he doing? wears his kilt regimental. He, they got to <laughs> yeah, see yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and you know, one thing I found out, maybe you saw, saw this too, he's actually a cousin of Jack White. Did you know that? Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't yeah. know that. You know, it's funny. I didn't know Small that, world. but I, I had heard Jack White had relatives or his family come through Nova Scotia or something. His family was originally Canadian and migrated to the U.S., some of them. And he, yeah, I had that. So anyway, yeah, that's interesting. It's kind of funny because those it, it always seems like musicians, there's these family ties family, where yeah. there's one or two degrees of separation usually between one really good artist and another, it seems. Not all of them, mind you, but, you know, they're, they're, they always seem to come up in bunches. So Yeah, well, in the Maritimes, there's definitely names. Like, I remember I dated a Rankin, and that was, oh, like, yeah. you're dating a Rankin? The Rankin like, the family. You dated a Rankin? Oh, the McMasters, and obviously, like, Sarah yeah. McLaughlin. Like, it's always a mix and match. You're close like, to yeah. Canadian royalty there. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. yeah. Cool. Well, we can get into some ratings here if we want. Do we want to get the downer out of the way first? <laughs> <laughs> Is that me? No. <laughs> yeah. You um, know who this you are. It's a tough one. You know, it definitely didn't influence my taste, so I just got to give it a one. Um, overall, I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a two and not because it's a bad album. It just, it really didn't speak to me. Like I said, I, I found myself irritated and almost a little angry by about the fourth <laughs> song. Um, it's definitely worth what I recommend it to others. Yeah. I'll give it a four on that one because if someone's a real music fan and you want to experience some East coast Canadian music, sure. I'll give it a four there. Influence taste the one and uh, overall, I'm sorry, you guys, I got to give it a two. Wow. Awesome. All right, Alan? Um, it, this influenced my taste a lot. Uh, like I'd mentioned before, I didn't really have too much exposure until very recently into the whole Celtic music vibe. And the fact that he's Canadian, uh, you know, there's national pride there. So I'm going to, I'm definitely going to explore the rest of his discography and see, you know, what else who else sounds like this and uh, add it on my Scottish playlist. <laughs> yeah. So that's a five for sure. Nice. Um, I actually really enjoyed this album a lot more than I expected to. I was pretty excited when, uh, when you picked it, Scott. So I, I, for me, I'd say four and a half or five all around. Oh, really? High nice. marks, high marks for nice. me on this one. What about you, Darren? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll go. Um, you know, uh, 
Uh, I thought, you know, originally I was like, I'm just going to have to give it five as being a Maritimer. But I, I, as I listened to it and uh, I realized, almost similar to you, Scott Coates, like I actually still really like it, but I did realize it is definitely in that genre. And I think I've said this before. Things are either something like, would I buy this in vinyl? Because I really love it. Versus would I buy it in an MP3 or just listen to it on Spotify uh, or just randomly on a playlist? And I think this is definitely in that randomly on a playlist. But I'm still going to give it overall. But uh, for recommend, I'm going to give a four. Uh, I agree. I think uh, it's worth listening to just for the style of music and understand East Coast Canadian music. Although this this particular album is a little more poppy in songs than you would ever hear in most bars there. Um, influence, like even though I was from there, I would say honestly that's just only a three for me. Um, it's, I love it, but I just didn't think it influenced my musical taste that much. I mean, I think he influenced a lot of others and overall I'm landing on a four. That's kind of where I'm coming up for him, which is, I guess he is high. Yeah, it's pretty high. I'm surprised it's not a five for me, I guess. But Wow. Well, I'll, uh, I'll give an influence of four. It was right in a phase where I was listening to a lot of Sloan, a lot of great big C, like there was a lot of Eastern coast music coming my way that I was really vibing with. I had this on CD. It was one of the few CDs I actually bought in that time frame, uh, And I just listened to it. Like it was this and maybe a couple like U2. Yeah. This was, was really on repeat right? play with U2. Yeah, it would totally, it blew my socks off at the point. Yeah. Uh, and so I'll give it, you know, as far as the album quality itself, like a four, but a five for influencing others. I think not only, are people going to potentially not have a lot of experience with fiddle music? And so this is good. This is a different fiddle music album, right? So you're getting a unique sound inside of a, a fairly off the beaten track musical style. So definitely, I think everyone should listen to this, which kind of averages out to an overall of 4.5 for me. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's an old favorite for mine. I hadn't listened to it in a long time, and I'm kind of glad I dusted it off. That's yeah, good stuff. He won a Juno for it. Sold 200,000 in Canada. So, I mean, it was a popular album. Yeah. Totally. Double platinum. Yeah. Say yeah. what? What, what? Here's an autobiography <laughs> you can read if you want. Fiddling with Disaster. Really? I like that ready. title. That's a good title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm sure it'd be pretty dark. Maybe. There probably are some highs and lows. Yeah, not to, yeah. to spoil it in any way. <laughs> cool. Well, that is the wrap-up on May 2018 Sonic Collective pick, uh, Higher, How Are You Today by Ashley McIsaac. I believe Darren is up next, and we've got another round of themed content. Did I understand correctly? Yeah, so we're doing another round of live albums. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll start it off. As of yet, I'm not sure. I, I've switched about eight times, so <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I think I'm going to go, I, I won't say what I'm thinking, obviously, but I think I'm going to go obscure. I don't think you know, you're going to find it on the top 50 live albums of all time. It's, I doubt it's going to be there. Sweet. I'll leave it at that. Ooh. Yeah, look forward to it. Well, I'm right. looking forward to that, too. <coughs> so check in they might already be up the the selection alongside this one depending on when you're checking the board uh stay tuned and join us in june when darren picks the first live album from sonic collective's rotation night everybody okay.